Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Headspace Podcast, and it's an exciting doozy as we are in university today. The course being taught is Thug Motivation 104. I'll just break it down. There was 101 that came out way back in the day, 102, 103. We didn't listen to those. I'm not going to lie, I didn't. I'm, I'm new to Jeezy, getting into it for real. Still, it just, it's courses, right? So this is the course of Thug Motivation, the fourth iteration of it for the people out there. And we are getting lessons today in the legend of The Snowman, the new album by Jeezy that we're going to break down track by track because that's what we do over here. I'm trying to be more exciting in my intros, you know, give some I'm love to Oh, I swore they're gonna demonetize. You're gonna hear a hopefully bleep, and hopefully that works. So um, yeah, we can't swear in the first three minutes no more. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. My name is Chris Chrome. And today we're talking about Jeezy's TM 104 or Thug Motivation 104, the legend of the snowman. I gotta say. I'm excited to be here today talking about this project. This just feels momentous. I don't know. There's something about Jeezy that just gets me excited. Um, not not in a weird way, but just musically, because he's got such a cool voice. Um, he does. He does. So we're going to get into it. We're going to do our little intro bit. You might find that we jibber-jabber. I mean, that's the point of a podcast is to jibber-jabber. And that's okay. So you should check the description of the video if you want to skip that intro bit. And you can just check out whatever tracks you want. And we can have a little conversation in the comments because we care so very much about the comments being the non-professionals. I mean, look at this garbage. I can say that because I know I'm going to replace it in the next couple of months, hopefully. Bonus time is in December. and Watch how come January, you're like, wow, it looks way better in the room. Uh, we're only in August, damn. Uh, <laughs> so we care a lot about your comments because we are not professionals and we're pretty new to the culture. And we basically spent the last couple of years learning mostly through y'all. Y'all have dropped so much useful information in the comment section that it yep. is just blowing, at least my perception, of what I thought I understood about hip-hop and rap music and all of this. Yep. So with that, we like to read our favorite comment of last week's video every single time. And last week, we talked about ASAP Ferg and his latest project. Uh, was Four it? Seats. That's the one. And on it, we got a fantastic comment. And if you're watching this, RJ Benjamin, I'm saying this sincerely. It's a good comment. They call the hook a chorus. Laugh my so i said to myself he's probably got a point there has to be a difference there's a hook and there's a chorus maybe they're not exactly the same thing so i googled it and they're not at all the same thing really a chorus is a repetitious a repetitious like central part of the song but really it's kind of like a part of the song kind of like a verse or whatever but it repeats multiple times throughout and can often serve as the hook of a song so in many cases in a lot of cases either the entire chorus or part of the chorus serves as the hook and a hook is any significantly catchy part of a track designed to hook you a good example because i can't think of anything else is an ll cool j's phenomenon when they're like something like a phenomenon something like that's a hook that just gets stuck it, it gets right. but it's not i don't know if that's the chorus but it could be that the chorus is something else and it actually explodes after uh, so the hook could be like a pre-chorus or it could be even just an iconic line within a within a verse or something designed but anyway so the hook can be any part of the song 
and the chorus doesn't necessarily have to be the hook but in almost like 80 to 90 percent of the shit we talk about for real the hook and the chorus are almost used interchangeably so for the rest of my reviewing career i will probably not use the right terms and i'll just use whatever i see on genius because i'm not thinking that deep and i do read lyrics off of genius on this so like that's what's up um but i wanted to acknowledge that there was a difference between the two and the fact that i learned all that got mr uh mr rj benjamin a little shout out here in this so thank you homeboy or girl you're awesome um you can be our favorite comment in next week's review too just by leaving a comment on this review because you'd be awesome too just like that before we get into it while y'all are still here and watching special thanks to the patrons is milka damsey chris prado jonathan barnes cj black hurricane linda will yums and corny sparks we'll talk about that at the end a little bit and yeah we're gonna get into the episode now so christopher why don't you tell the google robots who are mad at me for swearing already what is the name of this album that we're talking about so for this week's headspace album review we went with jeezy's new album thug motivation 104 the legend of the snowman can we just acknowledge that tm 104 when i see that i think first for a quick second of pokemon with technical machines and how like hmm. you would teach your pokemon and move and tm 104 i believe is an actual thing in the pokemon games moving on don't remember um this is the part of the show where we like to contextualize our feelings or understanding with jeezy's music because if you guys are like long time fans from back in like 2005 or whatever till today or even before you're gonna feel differently towards something like a momentous sequel album than say myself and my relationship with wheezy uh jeezy not wheezy fuck that's sorry about that folks but like I say this because when we started doing this, people, I guess, just assumed we would know a lot or be big time fans or like question why we're doing it and whatnot. So I thought if I just explain like where I'm at in my Jeezy fandom, y'all could understand the lens that I took in this album with, which hopefully helps me, like gives you something to work with so that when we do discuss whatever in the comments, it's like... I can understand your lens and we could like, you know, educate each other and all that. That's like the goal of this is to kind of create a community of people who right. like to just dive deep into this. As far as Jeezy goes, he's one of those dudes who I swear every freaking time I hear him rap, I'm like, yeah, Jeezy's got like the coolest voice. Like he's just got one of those voices where he could read the phone book at me. I'm pretty sure I'd be just okay listening to him read the phone book over a fucking beat for like an hour because it would be Jeezy, like the yes and all the things he right, does to like right. accentuate it. Like Jeezy right. goes in, but he also says smart shit and he's kind of interesting to listen to. Um, I know a few of his hits. I've listened to Trapper Die One once because one of the songs has like uh, something, something Trapper Died, the realest shit I ever wrote. And I'm like, well, if Jeezy's saying Trapper dies the realest shit, uh, that might be put me on with Kanye. I think put on or whatever. Put on. I put, put on, on my city. My city yeah. And he has that line about Trapper die being the realest thing he ever wrote. No, I, I, uh, fuck, cause, cause there's another one where he, no, this is the realest shit I never wrote. There's also no, another that's, line that... that's the start of my president is black, okay, yes. which is a completely separate thing than yes. what I'm bringing up now. I, I know both the songs. So those that one is implying that my president is black is this eccentric freestyle that he dropped and it was off the door. Right. 
and but the other one is him ref- reminiscing back on the harder life of whatever and going that's the shit i dropped i was the firest right so i put that on and i discovered what gangster grizzle was and then that sent me down like a rabbit hole of reading and learning about hip-hop history and the mixtape culture that i'd honestly never considered or thought a whole lot about so that was really cool but I was way too immature in my hip hopdom to understand why anyone is rapping about selling drugs. We've moved way past that, and now I see the the business mind of a guy like Jeezy in his lyrics. So honestly, I was just excited to it. But still, I love his voice. I've never really listened to a Jeezy album with any kind of a critical ear before, so this was a first for me. But I can tell you that I've never heard a track with Jeezy on that I did not like before because he's so freaky his attitude is something about jeezy that i i just really like in his delivery i don't know how else to put it i don't know but um yeah that's all i gotta say about that i was pretty excited for this project nice um i stumbled upon jeezy really really young uh i think the first song i remember was trap star um and I just remember loving his voice and really just getting into that like kind of grimy type of sound that he was bringing uh, to the game. Um, of course, I was a little like I didn't really know what he was saying to be real. Again, I was young. I was young, and like it was just really nice to listen to. It was. It kind of made me feel really cool. It kind of gave me that like, you know, I feel like a gangster a little bit listening to listening to him. Uh, and then from there. Um, I'm not really one, at least back then, I wasn't really one to go and like search for albums and really get into that. But if I liked the artist, I would, uh, back in like LimeWire days and shit, I would like look up the song I'm looking for on LimeWire. And then, I don't know, I'd read like the titles of some other songs. And if there was like, you know, a swear word in it or something, I would click, I'd download it and listen to it. And that's how I kind of started, uh, discovering other songs from him. And then uh, it just kind of fell out. It kind of just looked like every song he featured on, I just fell in love with. I just, I, I knew it was going to be a banger. I knew it was going to be good. It just, if Jeezy was on the track, I just felt like, yep, yeah, I'm going to like that song. And I always ended up liking that song. Uh, and then he came out with, uh, put on, came out with President is Black, came out with Vacation. And those I were all be songs clear, that I played I too. discovered all that crap in like 2015. For me, it was like laid on. Or is it him who does I Love It? Right till I die. Lord knows I stay yeah, high uh, and I love and it. You know I lo- yeah, that's him. Uh, he also introduced me to uh, Gorilla Zoe. He made a song with Gorilla Zoe, who I really uh, started enjoying and liking a lot of his songs as well. And he also introduced me to Young Jog. So that was that was uh, coffee shops a great song from Young Jock. Anyway, um, like the, this was uh, again a lot of my younger years, which is why it's this is my first album to really sit down with Jeezy and really listen to it and understand. Which uh, I think is cool now that I've learned so much and I know uh, like a lot of the terminologies. I know some like a lot more slang and I kind of know more about like uh, the different areas and stuff like that. So. Now listening you know to his music, I, I I like the fact that I understand it more because, like I said before, it was just this sounds cool. I so. like I like the fact that I know a lot more about businessy stuff, so I can kind of see what the other people see in guys like GZ a lot more now. But yo, I like the cover because it's just all black except for like his face, the white of the bandana, and the shining of the diamonds. And you're like, damn. 
it's bold, right? Like, it's some shit that is going to work on shirts and whatnot. Right. But it's also, like, at the end of the day, when you think about the legend of the snowman, it's like, it's just, this is the imprint, almost, like, of his legacy. Like, it's just me looking at you with this look, like, ready to go. Isn't this also, like, his, uh, or apparently his last album? I don't know. I don't know how much I believe anybody when they say they retire anymore. I mean, what's retiring, really? Retiring is just until you get your next gig. I mean, didn't Dave Letterman retire? And then he was on Netflix doing amazing interviews with people. And didn't, you know, this guy, you know, like people just keep coming back because, I mean, it must be really boring to retire when you've been a guy who worked your whole life. Like, how do you retire? I don't know. I don't understand it. I would like to work until I freaking die. Not necessarily work for people. Right. But, like, retire? If I can still put out content, if I can still play video games, I'll I'll retire as a Twitch streamer. You know, like... Right, right. But I'll still do something. Still find a way to do something with it. Anyway, so I I like the title. I like how... From what I understand, like, this is meant to be, like, the culmination to the story. Like, he always wanted to be, like, four parts ending with like this is the legacy i am leaving behind thinking back looking at where he came from to where he is today and i believe that's what the premise of this album is it's like this is my life and now i'm gonna present it to you but like it's different than say 2005 when he's dropping the first version of this project where then is he's in it whatever you know like in that world a little bit more right to like now and i imagine at a certain point you kind of go clean as a rapper and you miss making enough legal money that you don't have to necessarily keep going in other routes and Mm -hmm. when you're living this next level life like it's really cool to me that you want to like end your legacy almost like looking back and reminiscing and and taking that time to reflect almost like a deep dive into his history and giving us the best of what that would be and from a premise perspective i'm like that's some fresh ass shit right over there you can swear past three minutes you just can't swear in the first three minutes I don't know. I like the title on the cover. It's something I'm going to remember, which is weird, because you would think it's a boring cover until you really look at the look in his eye, and you're like, nah. There's, like, determination and will in that shit. I see that. Um, so, in a weird way, I kind of I, I kind of figured we were going to get some, like, memories, personal stories, and, like, you know, how kind of, you know, Jeezy made it out of wherever he was and got to, like, being where he is today. Um, but... With the title of like Thug Motivation, I felt like he's also, um, and and I'm not trying to make this fucking connection. It's just I've uh, I reviewed something that remind me of it when I did the little Dirk album, right? And he did Love Songs for the Streets. I felt like he made the album for literally like the the people for the streets and all that stuff. So I feel like Jeezy kind of did the same thing with this. Like we are gonna get a lot of mm. his experiences and stories, but like well, it's, it's it's for. I mean, yeah, because it's got motivation in the title. It's right. Motivational music. So I, I, I did, I did kind of go into this album kind of being like, we're going to get, uh, the, it, in a way, like it's a playlist. Like this, like I want to get motivated for doing certain shit. This is the album I want to listen to in a way. So that was pretty cool. Uh, I think the album cover really fits it, it uh, in terms of like the legend of the snowman and just having his face kind of like, uh, drawn kind of sketched out a little bit was really cool uh 
kind of giving him that leg like that legendary status that like have you seen him have you seen like the you know when you think of the uh, of the abom uh, abominable snowman right like like the monster the mystical creature like kind of gives off that little bit of, a, of an effect so i thought that was cool from the album art uh the title of the the title of the the title of the album uh when he does write the legend of the snowman it's it's that's what really went okay this is going to be like his history and his uh and his and like more of his story but as well motivating people and 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 making this i i call it a playlist uh for people who want to get into that like mindset and that like type of boss attitude or maybe who even come from that the atmosphere that we might uh discover from jeezy on the album fair enough one thing is for certain though i believe mr jeezy fancies himself a little bit of an entrepreneur i do too entrepreneur and he also is from the trap so he's an entrepreneur which is clever good pun mr jeezy one of the privileges that comes with having more than 600 iq on genius is you can do shit like annotate and crap to new songs so i annotated where the intro and the outro are from that's right if you go to the genius page of this song and you see that green highlight with the intro and the outro you'll see mama fucking name right there because i googled that shit to find the gary v speeches so that you could hear that because i think it's really interesting we see a lot of people use the introductory part of an album as a cosine every now and again and oftentimes like most recently we can say like take like benny the butcher or west side gun one of those two having raekwon kind of co-signing the griselda crew or things like benny the butcher i remember i because i didn't do west i don't don't remember which one of the two it was or you know like stuff like that happens a lot right right a lot in the 90s too buster rhymes was a known guy to do some introductions kind of like if you like if that person's on your album you know you've like made it in a sense so funnily enough there is apparently a trend of uh motivational business speechy things which in a sense is what this album is kind of supposed to be but like for the streets in a sense right and so a colleague of mine actually sent me one from some Rocco guy or whatever, and it's like, if anything bad happens in your life, just say good. You lose your job, good. Not gonna go get another job. Blah blah blah, good. Uh, you know, like that kind of crap. I don't mean it's crap. It's just the same shit as eat, pray, love, but like manifested for men. Right. Um. Then you have like this Gary V guy, and literally you start watching it, and it's like fear is not an option. I prefer to lose. I sometimes secretly hope that my companies go out of business to zero. I lose everything and all of you write things on social media that I actually suck and was full of shit. And, and they always have to swear. You have to swear to prove your off the male shit. <laughs> I actually suck and was full of shit. And then in the dirt with the fucking the pain, I'm gonna rise like a fucking phoenix and kill all you motherfuckers. I mean it, yeah. And that's kind of how this album starts. So I'm like, that's interesting and i listened to all six minutes of that shit that video is six minutes long of gary v dropping some motherfucker get up and go shit then something i've learned along the way of this album reviewing is a lot of the shit you actually hear conceptually on some of the streets albums the more trap the more drug dealer based stuff actually really lines up with 
the kinds of books CEOs read, the corporate executive self-helps, the honestly the, the the strategies for power for for business trends for marketing and then you listen to the drug dealers and you're like yo that's that's a really good marketing plan and you start realizing that a lot of this whole genre of music is essentially like education on on how to think while operating so it's not necessarily flossing so much as showing people the mindset you need to have and i might be wrong about this so you can come at me but especially on something called thug motivation i think it's about mindset well it's also and that's why i think he chose to use this little business quote then at the end just to like floss right so he does the whole track and you get that it's gary v again same voice i right. think you should buy weddings right like f like i'm being serious for real for real like this is what i think you can do i think a lot of kids are going to make money you're an entrepreneur like when i look at you i look at you i look at you like entrepreneur comma artist right and then i listen to this thing and about a minute and 34 seconds this is gary v basically verbally sucking off gz on this little interview but in 2018 gary v had gz on his little entrepreneur podcast thing and that's awesome like right. that's incredible like gz is such an established entrepreneur at this point that on the song entre trappreneur which essentially is how he gets his start he's showing you that he thinks with the mentality of like these corporate executive power hungry like yeah i can win man i know how to deal with all of the different obstacles in your life to turn them into opportunities to capitalize on every freaking moment and then he and so he kind of sandwiches the song between gary v and this is a little thing uh, i guess i talked for a little minute but i thought that was awesome why because it's like if i could get ty lopez to do my album intro because dude was just saying i'm a good entrepreneur like it's such a a move to people worth so much more money than anybody watching the show anybody here it's like a like, sense of validation in a way like it's the kind of thing that just shows people that he's playing in a game where like other people aren't even thinking like i'm impressed that Jeezy gets a financial tycoon to co-sign his freaking album like that. Like, this guy would have had to have approved the sample use. Right. This guy would have had to say, yes, it's cool, or his team or whatever. Even if he paid for it, there still had, he knew about it ahead of time and right. said, that's dope. Right. And I'm impressed with that. Like, that, that to me is more impressive than if he had gotten most people that in the hip-hop industry to co-sign his project like that. Right. Because that's speaking money. In a way. So that was really cool to me. Just the way to start it off. But how do you feel about this song before we get into, I guess, the rest of it? Um, I wanted to touch upon, like, the way he used the, the word trap in the entrepreneur uh, word. It was really cool to think that, like, because when, when you, you were expressed, you were saying how, like, um, the way that they're moving is really more business-like, right? And then you can, like, kind of branch out and invest with what you're doing. Um <clears throat> I like that Im that 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 type of imagery of like I'm using the trap house and all of its activities to then do something completely different. Like a lo uh, not a lot of the times, but I, I do hear some of the rappers and I do see you know whatever social medias or whatnot. Like there's a lot of people who may be just kind of being like just stuck in the trap. Like that's just the life they want to live. That's that's what they want to do and that's it. And I like how Jeezy's kind of given the um, 
this is the life I came from and this is the success I got and this is the type of moves I'm making now once I've, you know, made the money and made... But made... Like, even if we go back to like the title of this track, one more idea on it, it's like if you think like an entrepreneur in the trap and you confuse those two things, like he's right. like to be successful in the trap, you have to be an entrepreneur only it's extra hard because it's in the trap. Right. You know, like, but the fact that it fuses that idea of becoming a self-sufficient businessman and that's how you should approach it. Like, it, it's just different than glory, we'll say, or cool thing. It's not. It's about money. Absolutely. Let's get that cheddar. Um, but that was really just the, what I wanted to start with. Uh, the song is really good. I, I do like how he s uses the uh, Gary V inner uh speech and like the little kind of outro where he's like praising him uh to give us this kind of sets up the song in a way where i feel like i was i was preparing myself through the beginning uh intro speech to get some like street knowledge in a way uh the way i kind of felt that that gary that he used gary uh, jeezy used gary v's thing to set up the song was like all right whatever jeezy's about to say is going to teach me how to like kind of think a certain way kind of act a certain way um so in verse one i like how well there's only one verse right uh i like how jeezy starts off uh kind of giving us the the start and the end of where he is straight out of my mother straight to the gutter you can trap you can die one or the motherfucking other i like that it's like he kind of gives us this Im this image of like right when he was born he was already like in in into shit already in the negative areas but also the rhyme scheme is cool right right because it's straight out the mother straight to the other so i guess he's putting it on the on the beat on the beat then you can trap, you can die. No real rhyme there, just kind of flowy. Right. One or the motherfucking other. So right at that point, it's like he triples down on it. So right. it's like one, one, nothing, one, one, one. And that's how the rhyme plays out. And mathematically, that's cool to me. I like that kind of a flow. And then, you know, flows on with the rest of the track, but figured to point it out. Well, he kind of, and I like how he's also giving us a little bit of where he, he kind of comes from and uh, what he had to do. Yeah, I sold dope to both my uncles should be ashamed that my cousin uh should be ashamed then my cousin Nisi went in my room and stole my change one day i had i had my four-door bentley i need some leg room now i like that because he's kind of showing us like this is how we kind of act in this atmosphere this is kind of where i i kind of understood certain things in life um him selling drugs to his selling dope to his uncles could have like you know done something to him or shown him a, a way of life that that's a little bit different like maybe you know you're supposed to be a certain way when you're older but look at look at my uncles right like they're buying drugs off of me and and i seem to be doing a little bit better or whatnot so that was cool uh the realization of nisi his cousin uh stealing his money it's like just giving you that like i couldn't even trust my family in a way that's how like i guess he has to be super like just to himself and then i like how he kind of follows up and giving you that if you kind of stick to being just with yourself you could get yourself a four-door bentley i think that's a fantasy <clears throat> he goes one day i had my four-door bentley i need some leg room but right now i'm stuck in this trailer with two bedrooms so he immediately right. follows it up like almost like he's dreaming as a thought bubble of the bentley which he now has right 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 
but back then in that moment so i believe that from the story that is this album because yo on instagram jeezy's like they shouldn't even call it a track list this is the chapters to the greatest story ever told i swear that's that's how he advertised this and so i pictured it like his story and i get where he's coming from like it's his story and it starts off describing the environment where mm -hmm. he comes from and how he played the situation um so another line i liked was when he said what you know about the first and the third my anniversary now i like that line because i do understand that like i'm on the first it's like a welfare check maybe he's talking about getting money and being able to flip it but i don't really know the connection to the third um is i i've heard like some lyrics from some other rappers that like you know you get money on the first and there's and you're like broke by the third i don't know if that's connection to that or is there something else that he's using is it like by the third day he's got enough like drugs that he's re-upped on or whatnot that he can make more money um i don't know but i thought it was a really cool type of line to really think about that he celebrates this he celebrates getting paid on the first and then if i think of it that way maybe he celebrates getting paid on the third as well in terms of just the investment go on i just like when he said you're gonna need some uh are you thinking it's easy go ahead and try it then you're gonna need some theme music you hear my violence because we play the world's tiniest violins like when you are assholely telling somebody you don't give a fuck about their feelings right but it's also not as easy as he makes it look so go ahead and try it so that you can fail right um i like uh later on in the verse he goes put that on my sister my mama waved at madonna you are listening to the entrepreneur in dolce, Co in dolce cabana self-made is my understanding let's get it understood left the hood and came back with a feast they call me robin hood that is the only line i can't stand that is not a good line the robin hood line yeah I don't know why. It just, I don't like it. Let's self made. I understand. Let's get it understood. Is it left, the hood hood? Left like the hood and came back with a feast. They call me Robin Hood. Like, I mean, it's accurate. It's what he did. It's kind of. It's kind of. Like, if you think about it, Jesus is going like to the rich and he's stealing from the rich and bringing back to the community. Like, I got it. It's not like, it's just the way it gets delivered feel. Like it's the only line on this song. I was like, that's weird. I feel that. Um, <clears throat> I like the put that on my sister. My mama waved at Madonna. Now, the reason why I like the waved at Madonna line is because I think he's referencing cocaine. I think it's a really slick line to saying white girl, which is cocaine in a slang way. Because... Um, I don't know why he would be i don't really understand why he'd be just throwing in that he gets to wave at madonna unless it's like he's solidifying that he's super rich and he can do that now he's like friends with her um but i felt i feel it's more in line of using madonna as the term white girl and that equals to cocaine so that was cool um now uh either than that the song kind of just continues to flow through and you really get this vibe of just like these are if you really work hard in whatever aspect you could kind of you could get lavish things you could live like a lavish. different life i mean he goes on to describe how he he his career a bit you know like so there he went out there and accomplished his stuff people kind of maybe were some haters you're gonna need some theme music about it streets were dead i dropped my first album gave him lights that's the thug motivation one right street uh motivation then i dropped inspiration i done it twice that's the second thug motivation sold a few quarters in plastic i gave him class served a few on take that closed casket that street touching the 
millions, buying the buildings, selling water, tequila, my touching billions. So he's kind of not describing lavish living here. He's saying, I went ahead and showed the way of how to do it. Right. And then I'm going on to take my money, putting it into real estate, product endorsements, brand deals, and actually amplifying my brand, my clean money, in a sense where I'm going to get real dividends. So it's not lavish living, it's tycoon living nice but the hood yeah they label us heroes entrepreneurs because the drug dealer and uh, sorry america they label us dealers that's the allure but the hood yeah they label us heroes entrepreneurs and that i thought was fascinating because it's kind of the epiphany that i had over the course of doing this channel so far i used to be more on the fucking drug dealer blah 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 bad moral blah 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 i'm an idiot and then I moved on to, holy shit, these guys are like successful entrepreneurs, like success story after success story. Like when I hear a guy like Jeezy or Benny or I don't know, any one of the Jada Kiss or any of these dudes that like have a background, but also were able to make all sorts of freaking money off of great endeavors. And they're taking the time to take their wisdom. Mm -hmm. And instead of writing a 400 page book, they're going to put it down on an album damn straight they're entrepreneurs they know what's up um i really like that line so then i get into my thoughts on the song real quick uh the beats aight it's got this hype banger feel the way he spits his eye it's got this feel to it and it's got a vibe and my first thought was like yo you are going to either love this to death or you're gonna be like it's aight or you're gonna be like fuck that shit right <laughs> you're gonna be in one of those three camps because like you know how Chris here gets excited about all these songs and just yeah, it's exactly what I love. Well, if you're into that sound and this is exactly what you love, you are in for a fucking treat and the whole album is going to get you hyped. Right. Except for a couple of tracks that are kind of, I don't know, maybe you'll disagree with me. But like, um, me, I'm more like, yo, this is pretty freaking great grime music. I like music that like makes me feel like I want to go work and get shit done. And that's the vibe I got from this track. And I'm like, yo, I can got to get something done right now. Let's go. Let's go work on something. And I'm like, wait, I'm reviewing the album. Technically, I am doing that. Uh, either way, I give it a 4.25. It's not 100% what I would go to in music to like throw on to bump to. Right. However, it is something I would go to while working to throw on to feel motivated because it does have that motivational energy to the way he's spitting it with the intro and outro and all of this stuff. Like, I don't know, man, even the story of the track inspires me to grind. So on that front, I freaking love it. I gave it a 4.25 on five. I as well give it a 4.2. I think it does give off this um, <clears throat> nice energy of being motivated. Um, I agree though that you either like it, you don't, or you're kind of just like, it is what it is. Now, before we move on, I would like to just point out Jeezy is an excellent rapper on a flow, can enunciate, proficient. Like, it's clear. Every syllable is clear. Every syllable is placed at the absolute perfect point in the pocket of the beat to come off proper. And I just wanted to give him all the props on his technical proficiency of rapper, along with that fresh ass tone of voice that he doesn't have to ever change. He can just do it for literally ever and it will always be dope. On that note, that's how you know he can talk big shit because he is big shit. Man, I like this hook because the truth is I want 
shorty to ride me like a dodge while I rammed that bitch. That was, the chorus was okay. It was pretty fresh, man. Because he talks some big shit. Because you got to keep in mind, like when I hear this chorus, I think back to high school Sejep. Sejep is our version of the, it's in between a high school and college. So I think back to that era of my life when I'm getting into hip hop proper, but as like an 18 year old, without parents telling me I can't listen to shit that says fucking talks about drugs. Isn't Sejep in between high school and university for us? That's what I said. You said college. Same shit. Is college. I don't know, man. College and university, I don't even know if they're the same things across borders. Fair. Even still. <laughs> so it has that kind of like, you know, that kind of like feel to hype, it. Yes. Which I really like on a nostalgia front because it makes me really think back to like the hip hop I, I originally heard when I t- came of age, we'll say. Then he goes, um, going dip set on our killer cam that shit. And I'm like, oh shit, because your camera on a dip set and all that shit. You know, that was fun. Kind of $100,000, rubber band that shit. I'm like, why not? I said, and then he goes out and repeats it. And on the one hand, I can see how you might not feel like this is a fire chorus, but to me, this is as fire as when you hear that trappy modern version shit. Fair enough. It's the same thing, but 10 years back. It's like a throwback to that version of it. Mm -hmm. So I I feel this one more. This is more my jam. Um, Then the verses are short on this album, and all the songs are short on this album. So I thought it would be cool to comment on that now. Because I know the second half of this album review is going to be like boop, 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 boop as we go through it because it's 18 tracks. And um, what I thought was fascinating is it just felt like, and I feel like this applies to most songs, like Jeezy heard the beat, rapped until he felt it was done, and then wrapped up the beat. I wasn't trying to make like bangers. Or, he just did it. And it just came out. And like okay. whatever verse came out, whatever hook came out, and it, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but like, and I'm not trying to say they're not bangers. I'm saying that they're like all short, <laughs> like, and they're not. They weren't like he was. Tr- he was not trying to get those third verses in, is what I'm trying to say. So I feel like the difference between a two verse song and a three verse song is a lot of conceptual effort in a lot of cases to justify that extra minute and a half. So I'm not trying to take away from it it was just an observation on this project where like i think the longest track is literally the The last last one one. and a couple of them are over three minutes and 30 seconds but most of them are about three minutes or less which is fine this one's just over three minutes and this is this is one of the longer tracks on the album and lately i've been doing these long ass freaking six minute songs over on the classic side of things so like i was like this is short there's not a lot of lyrics here this is kind of refreshing and then i'm back to like i'm just vibing to it and i love the way i'm vibing to it it really is cool you know i've been dropping classics you know that tm 101 what was trapped before that and uh, i don't want to interject my opinion into the debate but i do understand that gz and ti have certainly had a, a little argument about who is the founder of the proper trap music yep. where gz feels it's him evidently and other folk feel that uh ti did it in i think it was 2003 with whatever album he dropped them that had rubber rubber band man on it because rubber band man wow that's it i saw the ti i didn't didn't see the gz one but i saw the ti one where he he was like trap wasn't even a word until i came out with trap music and i which is fair but what gz's saying here is trap may have been a thing but i took that thing and manifested it to greatness yep um hit him with the snow flow sound like a throwback and 
that's kind of what I was literally just saying. It literally sounds like a throwback. Like he's mm -hmm. going back to the era when he started and he's giving us a track that's just like that. And then, you know, hit it with the Chevron, on the street, say the snowback feds, taking Kodaks to burner on low jack, one call, say less, they come to your door, man. Hey. So that's cool because he's looking at the fact that he's being watched and whatnot and the the stakes the danger of dealing with the technology and whatnot has changed yep. the game to a point where you almost have to have like new move, moves you know the money and all that yeah before rap you know some stuff right there mr snowman and uh he's just trying to like saying that anything you can do is built on my accomplishments so respect the big shit that i am you people need to thank me bitch i left the door cracked i found that cool but it, it's fair right like right. look there's not a lot of dudes who i think can make these grandiose claims like that like look if you are at this point in a 40 year old genre if you have not even clocked 10 years you don't get to talk about bests and goats and being the greatest or the bests because if you do like a 10 year like a 10 year you got to be in the game, game yeah. for 10 years unless unless the people say your shit is the the shit like and i think kendrick is a, one of the rare examples of a guy under 10 years where that shit's really going down jay-z is an example of that jeezy I don't know if people were calling him a goat in 2005 because I wasn't that connected to it. But I I understand that he is seminal to the genre. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, he's now at almost, what, a 20-year career practically. He wants to talk about some shit that he built. Accolades are trackable and provable. He can make a claim like that. So that's what I'm saying. Like, It's just when you look on YouTube and you look at a lot of the young people and what they choose to rap about, they're trying to emulate the kind of stuff that a dude like Jeezy might say while being in the game for like two or three years. Like it might feel like being in the game for like the hip hop game even for but like three years a, is a lot. But you're not a you're, there's no way. But do you okay. there's no way you're you're deserving of best of anything at three years into the game. I agree with that because you still have to like you know get your credibility up and keep going for it and, and build your whole thing but do you think that and this is just like side question right answer in the comments if you'd like do you think that the way that music and the industry and everything and, and kind of hip-hop is changing you think three years is is maybe now a lot like is, no. is it possible it's never <laughs> been a lot you think other genres of music haven't had their moment in pop fair you think this isn't just everywhere? Well, you're gonna look at whatever singer, techno person. What happened? Are chain smokers still around? I don't know. I don't know. See, so, like, I don't, I don't really know. How, how's he? Does she do things? Like, I don't know who any. Like, I just hear I mean, names. I, that's the thing. Like, they come. Like, that's that's what I'm saying. Whereas, it seems like people are coming in. They're doing their thing. They're so, getting their fame. But then it's like there's because I've I've seen. But then they're do not. Shit. But then they're not really. But then they're not in the same tier as a Jeezy. Cause you know what Jeezy can Jeezy's basically been around since I've been an adult. Yeah. My entire adult life, Jeezy's been a prominent force in the game. Right. That's different than dude with three years. That guy, it's irrelevant. Doesn't even count. Fair. That's a blip. That's like, like, fuck. What's his name? Like who? Like uh, Fetty Wap. Remember when Fetty Wap was like everywhere? Yes. And everyone would have called Fetty Wap relevant and all this stuff. Where is he? He's now old news. Is Jeezy old news? No. That's no. the difference. Okay. You need to be tenured before you're talking some shit is what I'm trying to say. Before you even mention being in the conversation, 
you need to have some ability to compete and you have to remember that literally Eminem and Jay-Z are in the conversation mm-hmm. so like if you want to talk about contributions to stop whatever you have to like actually be successful which in a 2019 even view counts don't count as much when you know that 1.6 billion Indian people are on YouTube that didn't exist before that just devalues a view count so 60 million views means less than it did five years ago if you understand like a, a a real analytical way of breaking down the numbers and what the real value is so and anyway, what i'm trying to say is you gotta have time on your side Fair. in order to prove some shit. i think it was royce saying what uh what's more important and this was very recently when he was blasting some people for dissing eminem what's more important um having two million dollars for a quick minute or seven hundred thousand dollars a year for a 20-year career what, what's actually economically the right move i see that anyway i see that I feel like those people who like Jeezy hopefully like that kind of business thinking. So I'm trying to say is I respect the fact that he's still up in the game and that he's doing this and whatever. Um, I like how he then describes his uh, crack dealing situation in the next verse. I enjoy when he goes through that jiffy and that bitch and Peter Pan that shit. That was a fun line. Split a whole one down the middle. Jackie Chan that bitch. I didn't know if that was like... If like, cause I I know like when a lot of rappers like split it down the middle, they're talking about like a blunt or like yeah, a dutch or whatever. I feel like he's whatever. in the middle of cooking crack, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's talking about a blunt. Either way, he's from Westside, Macon, Georgia. He ran that bitch, and then he still got good standing with those people. I thought it was a cool way to end it out. But like from a sonic perspective, I realized this is equally as good as the last one, and I feel like a lot. Of, I didn't realize a lot of the album's gonna sound kind of like this. Yeah which is where i brought my original statement if you really loving this you're in for a treat i'm giving this another 4.25 it's very good and i very much enjoy it on the hustle and grind shit i as well gave it a 4.2 on five all right so there might be people who make music and who make videos but they don't look like the other people's except for the fake ones so this one definitely follows suit in like the other ones I like so, this one better. I feel like there's like a flow going on story-wise. We start off with like the introduction of this is where I come from and what I did. Right. This is why I'm the big shit because it's part of his legend. Right. This is how my attitude's been and I come back it up. Then it's like people might be checking him or questioning some stuff. Talking shit, spreading so rumors or whatnot. he's asking the pivotal question, the fuck I look like. That's the hook with like ad libby type sentences between it, which is a cool way to to like spice up the chorus, right? Because right. like every single time it's gonna be a little bit different and you can kinda communicate multiple ways of threatening you in this which way he kinda does in this one throughout the track, but it's a lot smarter than say leaving the hook open or or it's cooler in my opinion than those hooks that are like super repetitious and would feel just really long and boring otherwise so it's it's a fascinating way to keep this dynamic i guess so kudos on that choice there otherwise i feel like the verses are kind of in the same vein of what we've been getting you know fuck i look like let not play me grown ass man but i'm still my mama's baby 2020 i'm getting money like the 80s i like that I like that choice of saying 2020 because he realizes that 
it's almost like it's going to be more relevant or he's planning to drop it as a single in the future or something but like coming up to the end of 2019 it kind of sets you up of like this tone whereas a lot of other people would say 2019 it almost keeps the album from getting dated Mm -hmm. until 2021 so all of next year you're going to be thinking oh it's the same year it's new it's fresh which is such a clever move and i was really impressed by that nice one of my favorite lines were the mashed potatoes everything is gravy the fuck I look like playing with these rappers. He who wears the crown, king of the ch- trappers. You know, and then he just flows in. And it's kind of just like that. Bulletproof car flowing through. And he sounds like the kind of guy who has been there, done that, knows it for real. If you mess with him, it's almost a joke to him because you're not even real competition. And I don't have a lot more to comment on that because otherwise he's sticking to it and selling the energy and i guess the characteristics of what you're supposed to be like like if you are in this world your attitude is the fuck i look like you coming at me like that especially and here's my accolades to back it up why he gets to talk that shit accolades were important i like that ain't nothing but a gangster party line as he throws it in because you know um uh, I believe Snoop was involved with that making and there's a crip line right before so it's a cool little uh, old throwback line I don't know I give I get this another I get this a 4.15 on 5 now you may say why would you give it a little bit less of a grade right ah the beat was just less engaging to me I understand what it's being I understand the genre of what this is and when you listen to the project play through as a whole for an hour it fits really really well if i have to cherry pick the best of songs yeah this might not be one of my favorite ones but like we're not talking about a significant difference it's a high quality well-produced track that is just not something i'm going it, it isn't motivating me as much as the other two did we'll say it motivated me a little less but this also isn't necessarily the vibe i grew up on so if you grew up on this vibe i bet this is like a throwback banger that has you hella excited right now and i also respect the quality of the track it's just i'm into a lot more lyrical miracle type shit most often and this is on a slower end of stuff and so i'm doing my best to be as open-minded as i can be sonically content wise i really like what he has to say because i just feel like this is a wise man teaching me shit on every track anyway that's all i gotta say about that i do enjoy the song um I like how he, uh, I like the the stance that I kind of interpreted from this was like he's addressing a lot of rumors or a lot of just people who are trying to step to him. Um, And I like how he's solidifying his like boss attitude, his like tough guy act in regards to um, just being real with himself. So that was awesome. this the song really just kind of flows through just going like the fuck i look like letting somebody trick me uh and and kind of just keeps bringing up different i guess scenarios that people may have said have happened or uh things that actually could have actually happened in his in in his past and he's kind of just defending himself like yo i've been real i've been doing this i've I've always, I've never let somebody, you know, put me down or like try to walk all over me or whatnot. I've always just stood my ground. Um, I as well don't really have much to say. 
but I do like the line, the fuck I look like getting off my drizzick in, <coughs> in and out the bank, bitch. I've been getting busy, counting hundreds, dizzy, two-stepping like trizick. Don't get it fucked up. The clip still hold 50. I like the way he's kind of, I like the way he's using the drizzick and the trizick words, uh, the way he's kind of like flowing through it. It was really cool. It was, it was like an interesting way that he's just kind of playing around with words. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it, the song's pretty just straightforward. Don't really step to him. Don't really kind of, don't make him look like something he's not. He's kind of just straightforward. I'm this tough dude who has my shit straight who's got my like who's got that vision and he's working for it and uh you know he'll fuck you up if he has to so 4.2 yeah and i do think though that at a top level concept the track listing is on purpose to kind of tell you a little bit of a story so in the sense like i said he's kind of questioning people questioning him and then the next track is almost like a response to that as he's got to better tell him. Um, yeah, and I feel like here we are with him kind of like flexing back, responding with, do, do you know who I am, where I come from? And again, this is a little bit of a retrospective album. So I think from like a timeline perspective, each track is selling a sentiment of, of like flow of what to think about while flowing timeline between then and now right so when he's talking about stuff like got the fnm right here right on my lap looking like i made a million dollars perhaps mind me i'm ducking if we shooting up craps because missed this point and we busting up straps yep it's almost like he's just reminding you this is where i came from this is what i'm about this is the flow but yo right away i feel like this track just had a life that we haven't yet heard on the album from a beat perspective from everything i feel like this is absolutely the most exciting track to me thus far on the project because i'm not gonna lie up until this song i was a little little bit scared that like it was gonna be this consistent sound which right. it is but in a direction that maybe i wasn't feeling and i'd have to fucking like try to like it and shit but nah man it's just fucking fun. He's flowing through this whole verse. And then, you know, hope rhyme beat the feds. I just might make it in rap. I like that. I connected with that line so much, man, because it feels like I go to my day job and I grind through all these things with this this idea where, like, it's like, you know, I hope I don't become a lifer at one of these companies and that I can make it in rap. Because to me, that feels like a jail sentence. I mean, I know it's not literally, but it's what it feels like when I think about the next 40 years of my life. Because, yo, I still have 36 years before the legal retirement age in Canada. So that's kind of whack, no? Anyway. But then he follows that up with, right now, package on the road, I pray, making it back. It's just pulled in the garage. As a matter of fact, 10 minutes later, I was cooking some crack. Now, what I like about that is it shows his, his ethic, so as an example, I have the choice when I get home from work um, to, to do a lot of things. I can watch YouTube videos. I can play some video games. I can clean. I can write music. I can review an album. I can do all of these things. What should I be doing? And then you think about it, you know, the way Jeezy's choice would be whatever's going to get me paid. And so sometimes i don't clean as much as i should we'll say because i'm doing a bunch of other stuff but like i guess my whole point was 
you can choose to be a waste of time or you can be like Jeezy and when the package arrives, get to work immediately. Like he jumped at it. Like it's here. Sooner I get it, sooner I'm out, sooner I sell it, sooner I got the next one coming in. And that ethic is why million dollars on the way. You know, give a fuck about what they say. And that hook is just flowing like he's he's winning, you know? Then, you know, the second the second verse is interesting um i mean if the first part kind of flows the same thing you know he's cooking it up and whatnot um drive it to the west side i'm gonna give it to blue yeah i heard he turned state damn who would have knew my son consciously said he would have done it to you still run with killers and them dealers yeah she loving the crew and i basically get the sense that somebody kind of snitched on him or went to the feds and then you know like his signing, I guess, points out, this is something that could happen to you if you're not careful. You could get caught and locked up. But, you know, it's the life, and you still kind of do it, and runs through it. And I don't know if I fully grasped that, but I love the way it flowed through. I kind of like the danger in the way he spits it, but not like this recklessness. Like, I have to take the risk that I need to take to get to where I need to be, which is what every successful entrepreneur will tell you. The, the real reason you are here's like a good like motivational thing the real reason you are not achieving your dreams is because you are afraid of what people think i literally heard this you are afraid that who's going to judge you your mother your father what they might think of you when you have to do the things you need to do to get to where you need to be and that there's probably some truth in that and i like the fact that jada kiss does not have uh, not jada kiss fuck jeezy does not have that fear and that's really cool to me. Jadakiss also, I don't believe, has that fear. Uh, anyway, I get this one a four point three five. I feel like it's a, it's a little more my kind of banger. I like how he's uh, clap like um, responding. I like how he's coming back and just solidifying that I think everybody forgot who I really was. Um, and you know, for me at first, kind of listen, it felt like this was more of just like a gun song. Like if you fuck with me, I've got these type of guns. I've got these different types of ammunition that I can use. But then after like hearing it again and again, it was more like kind of just solidifying what he has done to get to where he is. Uh, I like the hope rhyme beat the feds. I just might make it in rap. I like that type of thinking where he's. He, he, he's like he's noticing that he can like freestyle when he's talking to cops to get him out of trouble that's how i kind of pictured it <clears throat> that he's thinking you know what maybe i'll put this talent well, to somewhere i took else. that like i hope that i can make it as a rapper and go clean before the feds clip me as a crack dealer i'm not saying that's not it i agree with that too i just when i first heard it i was like that's a cool thing like you kind of clip you kind of uh latched onto a talent that you had in in a certain experience you were going through and then you're like you know what let me use that to get onto the other side of the fence let's say so that was really cool uh i do uh i do uh appreciate his consistency with that type of mentality of just getting to work that was all that was nice um but it really it, it part of me kind of feels like it's really I guess heavier when you know it's dealing with like crack cocaine drugs and this type of lifestyle Because like you could also have that same mentality of like getting up going to work and doing your shit If that's the type of life you want, right? But in terms of talking about that risk the, the I feel like it's, it's it's what they're doing that is like the risk is not just what they're doing. It's it's the whole goal it's the whole end result it's like like it kind of feels like jeezy's okay with what he's doing and the decisions he's making in terms of like cooking crack and all this shit to make the money but he also kind of believes like 
the bigger risk is losing everything, not just getting locked up and not just like maybe dying or whatever the case is. So that's kind of how I Wait, looked at what? it. Like, in a way, the risky part is not like it because because i know that it's a risk when you're doing this shit that's inevitable but it looks like he doesn't he doesn't see what he's doing as the risk it's losing the bigger picture it's losing i guess the life that he's trying to get to or at least like the the investments and the cleaner things he wants to do after you know he's like selling all the crack and shit where did you get that from no it's how i interpret it um <clears throat> like there's almost nothing about this that makes me feel like jeezy's fearing losing anything in fact, to me, it just sounds like Jeezy's confident that he will achieve what he needs to achieve. Right. Where did I? Where did I'm, I'm just. I'm, I mean, like, I get kind of from like hope Ryan beat the feds. I just might make it in rap. Maybe he's fearing he's gonna get caught. But in that case, it's getting caught keeps you from getting to where you need to no, be. No, it was the like, no, it was the it was the the fact of being like he got the package and then he started cooking it. That's just because he's trying to make money fast. I understand that. I'm saying like, I was because I, I went. In, I kind of I kind of had this thought. I was like, there's a risk there. You know what you're doing is really risky business. But I don't. I didn't feel like G, like Jeezy is looking at the the current action in terms of like cooking crack as the risky business. The risk that he's taking, or like the risky business, is losing the fucking bigger picture. I don't think he sees it as a risk. Hmm. Because he's clearly got a plan that this is a means to an end. Where, like, he did this to do what he had to do to, like, go through with it. Right. I mean, obviously, there's a risk in selling drugs, but, like, I mean, it's just a weird... Like, literally everybody that takes a risk fears losing everything. That is the fear of all risk. I may, I'm not, probably not explaining it right, but it doesn't even matter. Um... I gave the song a 4.2. I think it's very, I think it's good in regards to kind of being that like, don't fuck with me. This is what I do. I mean, on that front, yeah, I agree with you. I, anyway, uh, the next track then is called Mr. Pyrex. All right, so we have another short one. And well, in the last track, the story is you better watch out because he's an effective uh, drug dealer who cooks it up and does what he's got to do right now one of the more frequent cookware brands that might create a product that is used in the construction of turning cocaine into crack might be pyrex the little glass things they're actually excellent and regardless of your legality of your use support pyrex because they make good shit that's just coming from me over here i like pyrex <clears throat> Pyrex, oh, freak, man, it's good cookware. Um, and then he kind of has a little intro, and I like how he just keeps reminding you he's here for thug motherfucking motivation. You know, fuck what you think. You know, I'm here to motivate the thugs and get this bread. And I like that mentality. I like to point it out that one of the things I look for for the real ones is an ability to admit loss, um, an ability to admit they're not perfect, and a willingness to share their knowledge and abilities and skills to help other people. So in a sense, creating a whole album series to motivate the hood into making better decisions shows that Jeezy's a real one to me. And then he's Mr. Pyrex because he's established and whatever. So following up on the last track, it's just kind of almost branding the legend of the snowman as uh, Mr. Pyrex. And I just love that just close the million dollar deal behind curtains. 
it's almost like he he knew that that line was hot mm-hmm. and that one day <clears throat> soon people are gonna start sampling that shit and you're gonna hear it in other people's tracks in the future like i call it today that's a line motherfuckers are gonna sample in the future because you could just plug that into anybody's hook you know, one of those hooks that's like a bunch of people's hotlines and whatever. That's what I think happens with that. And then, yo, I really liked it, man. You know I've done it. You saw how I did it. You got the eye of the tiger. Guess I was over-competitive. Adrenaline, discipline. I'm going to need some Ritalin. I ain't serving these because I'm going to need me some middlemen. That was boss to me because he kind of says, I, I taught you out again. I showed you all how it was done. While he's rhyming and everything's flowing proper. But... Most importantly, he's pointing out that if you do the dirt yourself, it's problematic. So get some people in the middle. He's upgraded his establishment, so he's cooked it up. And now his operation is growing as he's got it distributed. Uh, and I thought that was cool. Uh, the boy moving militant like he fresh out of the military. They want me to fall out that closer to never, never worry. That was nice. Because he basically made up a month like it's never going to happen, which I wasn't sure how I felt about it, but Chris likes it. I, and it's just, again, this mentality of, you know, possession, intent. You do the job or get fired. Don't pull her underwear. She pulled them shits to the side. I like the line. It's grind over pride. Yeah. And it's like, this is the type of stuff that I've been learning because like one of the main mantras of behind that suit behind the scenes is slang content like dope because i found myself very motivated by the mentality of the drug dealers honestly there's no time for emotions in this shit go in for the work get that crap done stay focused grind or die and by die in my case i guess it's potential and dreams but i treat it with the severity as if there's a gun to my head so I listen to these dudes and it just gives, it helps you frame your thinking. Um, anyway, the second verse is the same kind of thing. I really like when he goes, that chopper came with a drum, boom, Travis Barker, because nice. Travis Barker is one of the sickest drummers ever. I felt like um, he was referencing it to be like an automatic because like the last Travis Barker track, I think it was the I mean, last one I heard. All was the, the Travis Barker tracks. Right, that's true. Um, the, just the coolest he's way so he fast. He's fucking so, he's so, speeds up. Oh, he's so, so good. I, th- I felt like a GZ was going like uh, with the AK with the drum on it. But like, like, if I was Travis Barker right now, I would feel cooler than almost anything else that's been said about me. Overall, I felt like this track brought the flow, brought the everything. It was pretty cool. It's like he cooked it. He's moving it out, reminding you how the shit goes. I get this a 4.25, and I do think it kind of moves the granular album story along. I like, um, I like how he's kind of just still maintaining that like work mentality. Uh, the whole song really was just kind of telling me, just keep working, just keep going at it. Granted, his work is with the Pyrex and making that type of stuff, but the the, the idea is really just do what you got to do, make your money, and just keep focusing on that. Um, pretty much self-explanatory, 4.2. The song is good. Alright, the next one features CeeLo Green, which I got me real excited because the truth is Jeezy's already rich. This is the best beat on the album, I think. Good job, Justice League, doing this great ass beat. This is like the fucking drum patterns are just fucking fresh and shit. Very different bounce to it. Ah, uh, to me, it's, it's this might be my favorite song on the album. Like this is so good to me. Um just CeeLo, 
She's coming in. You got mansions, homie, and diamonds, too. Maybe that's the reason she's digging you. You got all the riches, baby. Don't be surprised. Got millions in your heart. Gold in your head. Gold in your head, you know? And you get the sense that, okay, so after being Mr. Pyrex, the consequence is you're rich. But as he's moved into music, he's already rich, you know? Right. And I think what we're we're doing here is we're looking at um obviously with that hook like people are treating you a little bit different now and things are going to be changing a little bit at least from like the story of the album perspective and then just the way he rhymes it man who gives a fuck if you blood or crip since i got it out the mud and you were really out here laying it down just like a rug manifesting these millions i'm still a thug steady buying selling these buildings i'm still the plug that was cool and i just get out once you put it in that's all i'm saying pac-man you know arcade that's how they're playing and it's like the way he's flowing on this, I feel like it's like a step up from everything else we heard on the album so far. And it's just flowing in a way where you, you feel this boss mentality, like he's, he's kind of made the money, he's questioning what other people are saying because he's actually going out there and doing some big ass moves. Like he's in real estate now. That's some next level shit. You're already rich than a bitch. It's in your mind. The shit is like a scavenger hunt. You got to find. And I thought that was cool too because he's pointing out like, the ability to get there it's all mental once you get into that way of thinking rich you will become rich because it's inevitable you'll start making the kind of money moves you need to be making and so the fact that he compares it to a scavenger hunt like you just gotta figure out the clues unlock the puzzle and then it's yours and then been through it highs and lows squares and o's meaning he's had losses meaning checks the real man the realness uh checkbox of not being perfect which i really like the squares the bricks of coke the o's the ounces and then first come first serve chris what's the hesitation this ain't the fab life this the real life chris when it's all said and done what you feel like chris and then he's just pointing out there's no time to wait when you have decisions that you need to make in your life that are consequential to your success you make them now because having hesitation is not the right mentality to get to where you need to be and then you know i like when he goes keep waiting for a handout you won't last still hungry motherfucker my stomach touching my back my grind is my weapon i'm gonna kill him with that and that's just an interesting point because i started thinking about it a little bit a lot of and you see it a lot on the rock side the starving artists mentality i can tell you one thing since i've been an artist i have not starved i have fucking made sure i'm fed before i create my art and i've taken care of my person before i created my art help in in like the current situation of my life i had to take off a few years even just to stop bleeding money with stupid choices so i could have the infrastructure to you know build up shit to buy some microphones and a sound card and all that crap so like you can go to the studio and hand dude 30 to 50 dollars an hour or you can spend three thousand dollars which when you're doing 30 to 50 an hour the cheaper move is to build it yourself because i bled out thousands and thousands of dollars in my life and got nothing out of it i learned a whole bunch of shit but the truth was i didn't want to build it myself because I wanted other people to pick me up and do the work for me. When I stopped doing that, I built it myself and my ground became a weapon. I'm fucking killing them with that because motherfuckers can't stop a dude who got ground on the mind. What, what can you do? You guys can insult me in the comments. You can not watch my videos. You can do whatever you guys want. I'm going to still keep coming. And even if you fucking hate me, 
somebody else is going to respect it. And that's what I come to see. You can't please them on. If you keep grinding, if it's not 2019, fuck it. Maybe it'll be 2020. I make enough money with my life, just at my job, to be patient enough to have this take a decade. But I'm a win because I, it's, it's the mentality you got to be in to get there. I'm sorry. Jeezy has me in hustle mode, you know? Uh, you don't understand my struggles, pure pain. You don't understand my hustle is pure game. You don't want it, you got it. It's not negotiable. Innocence in coming to practice is uncoachable. Anti-social stress, perhaps. My zero time for the bullshit. Must have took most of my life, whatever's left of it. All I ask is please let me die with some integrity. Take them fake, what you want to call you fake. The rap scared to say you great. And I just, I really like it, man. Because the truth is, he's got a point. Not a lot of people's giving Jeezy, I guess, the credit he deserves in these videos that get around. People aren't really bringing up Jeezy in the names as much right. as maybe he deserves. But in a sense, he's pointing out that grind is something you choose to do. It's not like, I don't know, it's almost like you can't just expect somebody to give you like the magic answer to it. When you commit to that life, you get the result. You, you do it. I don't know. I love this. To me, this is the most motivational track I heard. You can even hear the enthusiasm in my little breakdown here. CeeLo just compliments it and gives it that extra little touch to make it feel more like a song than just like Jeezy spitting at you, which I like, but I like having CeeLo there more than without not it. I don't mean that disrespectfully. I think Jeezy has some banger hooks on this album, but I think CeeLo's magical when it comes to hooks. This is a five on five. This is an amazing fucking song. CeeLo Green does really compliment the song in a very nice way. Um, I like that contrast between Jeezy's kind of deep voice, uh, that like serious tone that he always uses in a way, um, and then CeeLo's just like higher tone, higher pitch. It was really, really nice. Um, I mean, this is this is something that was super cool to me in a way, like how the idea of being already rich before he got into music was super cool. Um, kind of like you need to work and build like 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 Holden said you know once you build your infrastructure you can start doing other shit and I like I like that idea of he kind of has he's doing rap because he can not because he kind of has to in a sense um maybe now that's different maybe now that's different maybe that's how he makes a lot of his money of course he other has different avenues but just just thinking like the ability to to know that you can just do it not in like a hobby way but because you can do it now and not like oh my god this is what i have to do it's it's something it was a cool thing to think about um i like i like CeeLo's chorus you got mansions homie and diamonds too maybe that's the reason that she's uh, digging you that that type of like the the rewards that you get from working really hard and and all the, like the I guess the 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 things that people I guess generically want richness friends people attraction you know so that was cool um, I like the uh, the the line in verse two they ain't gonna give you shit homies so don't ask keep waiting for a handout you still won't last uh, the hunger uh, I'm i'm still hungry motherfucker my stomach touching my back i like how for me i took that as his hunger is his hunger will always have his back which will consistently support him to keep going forward so that was that was how i kind of looked at that that was cool um i like how he's just kind of reminding everybody like you don't understand my struggles you don't you've never lived my life you don't know what i've been through uh kind of like i guess defending himself towards like judgment or anything that people might be saying so that was also cool uh and i like the uh ain't no sense in coming to practice it's uncoachable 
that line i feel like that's for everything he's saying in the in the song the rapping it's like you have to kind of nobody can really teach you how to rap you have to kind of find your own spot your own pocket your own flow your own sound nobody can really teach you how to sell drugs you have to kind of figure it out on your own on what moves you should make as a person maybe you have different skills that someone else has or someone else has different skills that you have that their game is different their 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 method of moving with this is different so i like i like how he's just kind of reminding people like you gotta you have to remember that everybody else is different and everybody else comes from a different thing so that was also cool um i gave the song a 4.2 all right well the next track is a single of the video i think it's the only video i found it's called yep. one time now that we've established that he's rich and he's established in the world's a little bit different he's now almost demanding the respect you know throw it up one time and this is a banger hook. I'm not even gonna lie. You know, you put your hands in the hell one time. You put the bands in the L one time. You know your boy was riding dirty, dodging one time. So sit back and let me tell you about that one time. And it just repeats and it just flows so well. I want to comment on that. I feel like when you go, I feel like it's, there's there's certain ways he's saying it. Um, so you people put your hands in the air one time, like literally just one time. Like you ain't always, you're not always vibing. You're not always there. You're not always following. Um, you people put the bands in the air one time as if kind of like you can only do it once. You don't have this type of money that I have that I can keep throwing bands up and not have to worry about it. Mm. Uh, just know your boy was riding dirty dodging one time. Yes, one time is another slang word for police. So uh, that I feel like that's just kind of fitting the rhyme flow. But like he's also, again, reiterate, like restating like, yo, y'all maybe have done that one time. But I've always been dodging the one time, you know, like, so that was cool. Uh, and then so sit back and let me tell you about that one time, like which that, that like one incident. What the verse is supposed right. to imply. <clears throat> right. Which flows out so well. And then he just drops. You ever seen a narco in the booth? Yeah, I'm hey. talking about 36 O's. White is your tooth. That's hey. your eagle. Yeah, look like a flute. Oh God, so many chickens had to get me a coop. Hey. Chickens, I think, is birds, which is kilos. So I'm um, flowing it back because, I mean, Ice Cube or is, could, could, I'm pretty sure, like, well, I mean, I just look at, like, women. yeah, but, like, why? Project Pat Chicken about Heads. Project Pat Chicken Heads. But he's talking about O's. And, a and coupe, they're white O's. And a coupe is also a car. Yes, so, but so many kilos I sold, I had to get me a coupe, which is a car. Sounds makes more sense than so many women. I don't know. I, I feel like to... he's labeling shit. About 36 O's. Okay, ounces. White is your tooth. All right, those are the bricks of coke. Desert Eagle, yeah, look like a flute. Like, he's just naming shit that he got. So I don't even think it really kind of like... Nah, there's like a cohesiveness. The first line, you ever seen a narco? He's kind of describing, like, yo, this gun is my instruments. Hmm. And okay. I got so many, you know, uh, got me a coupe. Break it down just like a masseuse. Again, flowing in, following the, the drug reference of what you're doing with it. Okay, okay. Standing in this all gas stove looking like I'm stirring some soup. So you're right. He is this naming shit in the flow of drugs. Fair. You know? And then I thought it was just... 14, that easy money. You know, like, anyway, check the tempo. Yeah, I be trolling the flow. How they come with them badges and vests and they gonna go kicking the door. Gotta find a spot to hide the money. Again, it's progressing into what happened after that. Right. So is he, he's also just reminding you where he's been from. And I like the way you broke it down. But I think my favorite lyric on the whole album is, they call me S-N-O, that's short for snow. I'm like, what? Well, that's amazing. <laughs> I... I I didn't know that that was a thing, but it's true. SNO is short for snow. 
I like it. And then watch that floor. It's I hit that blow. And then he, that flow he has there is just real nice. It's hilarious to me. Okay, Chris. And I think the rest of this song, he just has this bouncy rhythm to the way he hits it. And I just enjoy the listening to it. Like, touchdown, hit the town, hit the block with a blot. Them nerds working your nerves while you work in them halves. First, I started with science. That's the chemistry of cooking it up. Then I ended with math which is the breakdown of the fractions of the various products and then the money intake and all that. And that might be the cleverest lyric I think I heard in a minute to encourage children to learn their sciences and maths. The uh, the couple of bars, that mini 14, that Uzi money, when the Nina don't jump back right, that mean I'm losing money. I can whip that yayo fast or slow, wash all the pots in the sink, put up the soda, weigh them bags and go, check the temple, yeah, I be trolling on the flow. He's actually fucking around on that part, which was really, really cool. Like, I didn't realize it until he went like, yo, check what I'm actually doing. And I listened to the song again and I went, he's actually jumping off and on of the the different tempos and the different instruments of the beat, which was really, really cool. I was like, yep, yep, he can do that. Um, I like how he goes that mini... That mini 14, that ooze, that's Uzi money. A mini Uzi, I guess it's like a four, the 14 is whatever series of the gun or whatever it is. Um, when that Nina don't jump back right, that mean I'm losing money. So I'm kind of just a little bit like concerned. Like if it, if You're the concerned, not concerned, I'm just, I, I guess I'm confused because I'm a little, I guess I'm a little confused because if the Nina, so if the gun's not jumping back properly. Like, does that mean you're not, like, if you don't kill somebody, you're not making the money right? Like, I don't, I don't know what that if meant. If shit don't go the way it's supposed to, the plan is fucked up, you're losing money. Fair. I, I mean, I don't really need to go that much deeper than that. I pictured it like if you can't use the gun, you can't make the moves, you're losing money. So, it, so back to where I was going on the other track when you were worried about risk, it's... It's not about risk. It's about expediency. It's about being fast with it. It's about like, yo, I need to always be moving to always opportunize because it's a race in a sense. And the faster you can get there, the faster you get out. So why would you, whatever. So anything that gets in the way means you're losing money. Time lost. Anything that doesn't do what it's supposed to do, you know? Fair enough. Um, I mean, the song kind of follows suit and, and just like, the similar i guess type of lyrics um i left it with a 4.2 so far everything's just been very to me just very consistent and kind of just giving me that same keeping me in that same vibe and i'm just liking it definitely has been a consistent project in terms of it but it also does feel like the vibe has evolved as mm -hmm. we've moved along to explore like just different facets of the emotions i guess you're supposed to face or whatever so i'm giving this one a 4.35 because i did find it super enjoyable and then yeah, the next track is called Oh Yeah. Honestly, I feel like this is just a less good version of a lot of what we heard, but this is just my feelings on it. Um, I like the hook. Oh yeah, why gun on it? Why is AK got a drum on it? Oh yeah, why still in the game? Still sell cocaine or whatever. So you get the sense it's like, why does he still do these things when he doesn't have to? And I usually you hear for a while when dudes let's say get into the rap life they have a little bit of trouble letting go of the world they were formerly connected to so in a sense i think this is kind of like people questioning jeezy this is the kind of questions he's gotten in his world you know i felt like it was questioning i i, I see how it could be questioning jeezy so i i get that but i felt like he's also questioning just people who are still 
in that like trap life mentality like who kind of just choose to keep doing that for years and years and years instead of investing like he did and getting well, over it but i think it's <clears throat> but it, it's partly that but like also you're doing all these things why do you still in the hood you don't have to be you've done all these things so why are you still around all of this so then i question because the first line in verse one or a line in verse one he goes drop 250 on a vert and i got it all out the dirt oh yeah no never mind oh yeah feds hit the spot on the first 12 lost two when it hurt I, oh yeah i caught a cell charge made bail then i went and bought me a scale oh yeah is blind i can't tell he reading them breaks like braille I feel like he is kind of looking back, and he did catch yep. a charge at one point, and these things kind of they happen. And then, uh, you know, oh yeah, chopper get a chopping butt up bread, cost that boy an arm and a leg. Oh yeah, I used to get the Remy out the trunks. I was really, really, really in the hood. I like that. In Hebrew, when you say a word three times, it's like the ultimate way of dropping emphasis on it. So he's pointing out that, like, unlike a lot of y'all, he was really, really, really in the hood back at that point. Um, used to get the bridge from Latterdale. When I'm down there, I'm really, really good. Kind of bringing it through. And I like that. I like the flow of that, the way he brings it. And you just get the sense that he actually been there and done that. Um, Rolex before the record deal. Trap hosted five mil. Why these don't like me and yet trying to be disliked me. So he's kind of emphasizing that, you know, this really did happen. He made a whole bunch of money. You know, like, it's kind of like Rick James when he was talking about all gold, everything. And that was his first single. And you're like, how the hell is Rick James? Trinidad James. Trinidad James, not Rick James, sorry. Trinidad James. Gold all, all in my watch. And that was his first single. So how did he have all the gold if that was his first single? I mean, no, that's how he got all the gold, Chris. That's how you get the gold if that's your first single. Isn't it supposed to imply like he had money before? You're supposed to drop a... F well, that's the thing. How did you get the money before? You're yeah, supposed to, as a rapper come out with an album or two and then everything's gold as you launder whereas uh coming out on track one everything gold it's not even hiding it it's just being pretty flexy um but I, I like the way he did this you know and um overall i thought this had a good bounce to it it had a cool thing to it the beat was a little drier than the last couple but i still i still feel like it's cool I feel like you get the hustle on. I like that he keeps bringing back the 104. I like that he keeps kind of pointing out that he's always on the go. It's almost like this whole album is meant to serve the role as those corporate motivational videos that people will make. And I know a lot of dudes who like money who watch this shit like it's fucking porn. Um, so I kind of like the fact that he's giving his people their version of this type of thing. Anyway, I get this track a 4.2 for what it is. It's pretty good. Um, I like parts of the second verse just because, like, the way that he kind of flows through it and sounds, um, flex dancing like Soul Train, how you want it, nine or not, nine or the tech, the money counter, the money counter faster than a jet, oh yeah, bitch called twice, she got nerves, man, 95 south, she got curves, man started off hustling on the curb, like, I just like, it's not like he's really saying anything different here, it's just, it's, it's really the way he's, he's going through it and the way he's, um hitting all those like rhymes and just hitting the different syllables was really really cool um 
I thought it was I thought it was a bit better. It's the first song that I gave a 4.3 on because I actually enjoy Ball Greasy's um, <clears throat> chorus. I like that like he has this type of like uh, raspy mumbly feel to it. So it kind of gave me this more like modern feel of the song, like some of the, 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 the mumble rapping type trap music there. Uh, and, and it was like cool. Like G G so far, I felt like Jeezy's been giving us a lot of like older sounding trap music like just just trap that he used to do back in the day and not like a lot of the newer sounding but i think that's sounds. almost that's the point right 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 exactly i'm not i'm not i'm not shitting on that i'm not being negative about it. i'm saying this song has more of a 2019 feel to it the wow. instrumental the beat just the, the i'm whole gonna thing say to this it. still feels old school to me hmm. fair enough i give it a 4.3 there's no hug it a book it a hug it a hug it not hug it, not it, flow it, wise it, not like rapping wise but just sound and just everything it just felt more um, I guess the beat could be a little more modern. I don't, I don't know. I still think a lot of it is the flow. Because trap beats, while sounding fancier, still kind of... They just added more triplet drums. That's about Fair. all that's changed. There's more snares. Mm -hmm. Anyway, instead of moving on to white keys, we've been at this... Uh, it's, well, it's over an hour and a half in raw footage, so it's going to be a good chunk. This should be a good halfway point of the podcast because of the intro beat and all uh, the earlier songs tend to take more. So we're going to say the last... 10 tracks that we still gotta talk about for part two which we're gonna record real quick so on that note uh we'll get back to you soon let us know what you thought so far of the podcast in the comments feel free to talk to us there we'll definitely get back to you and i'll answer anybody that talks um feel free to subscribe to watch part two or just more reviews in general like the video if you did special thanks to the patrons is milka damsey chris prado jonathan barnes coney sparks dj black hurricane Linda Williams. They support what we do. Help us get a new camera. They get to tell us what albums to review every couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, they, they're going to help us get a new website very soon. I'm just kind of letting that money stack up for a couple months and I'm going to go buy a year of a website somewhere and figure that shit out. So thank you for that. It's pretty dope. If you want to support this grind, you can do so over there. And uh, yeah, we make music too. You can find that in the links in, on this channel. And we look forward to seeing you in part two. So peace. <laughs>